Blessed be the longing that brought you here and quickens your soul with wonder. If you were here before the service started tonight, you saw those words on the screen. And I think one of the things that we all have in common is longing. This season brings that longing to mind. It brings it to bear. And we begin to tune in to those longings and desires that, that, that quicken our heart, that draw us here. And one of the things that we all have in common is that there is a longing that brought us here tonight. I, I made a list. I'm a list kind of guy. And uh, I made a list of some of the longings that may have brought you here to this service tonight. For some of you, it's excitement. You're giddy because it's Christmas. And it's your favorite time of the year. And if that's you, you live in the right place. Because this is Arizona's Christmas city. For some of you, tonight is about tradition. This is your tradition every year to be a part of a Christmas service. For some of you, it's family. You're here with your family, and they're on the row with you, and it just makes your heart excited to have them all here. Maybe you're on the opposite side, and your family's here, and you're here. (laughs) And this is the one hour of this weekend that you can't fight because you can't talk to each other. So you exchange evil looks and text messages during the service. Maybe for some of you, it's a, a longing for God. Something stirring deep within your heart and your soul. Maybe for you, it's, it's boredom. You didn't have anything else to do, and so I might as well go to church. Maybe for some of you, it's loneliness. You, you were alone before you got here, and then after you leave, you're going to be alone again. Or maybe it's hopelessness. This has been a, a dark season, maybe a dark year, maybe a dark few years. And you came here. Because you need some hope. Tonight, one of the real temptations of a night like this is to be here and not be here. To be here physically, but not be here mentally or emotionally. This season is really easy to be a distracted season. And so as I said at the beginning of the service, I want to invite you for the next few minutes to be right here. This may not be where you want to be, may not be where you thought you'd be. But one of the things we've been doing as a church over the month of December, we've been talking about this idea of wonder and how for so many of us, we've lost the wonder about the Christmas season. We've been talking about how do we awaken and reawaken wonder in our lives. And we've been reflecting on these words from Wayne Dyer who said, our present moment is a mystery that we are a part of. And here and now is where the wonder of life lies hidden. For many of us, we would rather be somewhere else. We thought we would be somewhere else. We look at our life now, we go, there's not a whole lot of wonder there. But one of the things we've been learning as a church about wonder, and if you're here for the first time, we'll just kind of bring you in on this, is that wonder is not about your experience. Wonder is about your perspective. And I believe where you are right now is a moment that's pregnant with wonder. Here and now, right now, is where the wonder of life lies hidden. And for many of you, that's hard because you know what we're talking about tonight. You know the Christmas story. You've heard it before. We've talked about in this series that familiarity kills wonder. 
sometimes we know it too much, and so it's hard to get into wonder. And so tonight, if that's you, I want to encourage you to lean in. I want to encourage you to listen with a fresh perspective as we journey through the Christmas story. We're going to look at the experiences of three people in the story who all have something in common and have something in common with us. And the first group is the shepherds. The shepherds were out in the field at night working their very common everyday job. They're the kind of job that you would naturally overlook, that you would not notice. They were taken for granted. They worked out by themselves in a job that didn't have any glory or grandeur. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a light exploded into their nights. If it was the present day, we would pull out our phones and tag it UFO sighting and record it and post it on YouTube because it was so unbelievable. But then that light began to speak to them and it delivered a message that overwhelmed them. And this is the message that they heard. In Luke chapter 2 verse 10, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. That angel that spoke to them, Gabriel, was very busy during this time of year. He had already visited a man named Joseph who had learned that the woman that he was engaged to was pregnant. And he didn't remember that moment. And so he began to hatch a plan to be a good guy, to divorce her quietly, to not shame her or embarrass her, but to move on with his life and let her move on with hers. And overwhelmed with all of those thoughts and a future that he didn't plan for, that angel jumped up to him. And in Matthew chapter 1, as he was considering these things, Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And then there's Mary. I mean, being a teenage girl has never been easy. Ever. But especially when you get told that you are going to be the mother of God. And as Mary was wrestling with that news and how that was going to happen and thinking about her fiance, Joseph, the angel spoke to her too in her confusion and in her anxiety. And the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and you will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. In all three of those encounters, there is this phrase that I have bolded on the screen, do not be afraid. And what's funny about fear is that fear is often connected to the things that we want most. Another way of saying it is that our longings are connected to our fears. For some of you, what you want most this Christmas is inexplicably connected to your fear. What you want most is to have a relationship because you're so desperately afraid of being alone. What you want this year for Christmas is a new job or a new financial future because you want to feel safe and secure. What you want this Christmas is a phone call or a text message because you're deeply afraid that you've made a mistake that will never, ever be remedied. For so many of us, the things that we want this year are connected to our deepest fears. And one of the challenges is that we do our best to numb out and quiet our fears. The comedian Louis C.K. calls it our forever empty. It's that part of you that you do everything you can to, to tune out. It's the reason why we have to have laws about texting while we drive. 
because we can't imagine being quiet and alone. And yet, one of the things that makes us human is fear. It's actually normal to respond with fear to moments like this, to experiences like this. When you're overwhelmed, when you're afraid, when you haven't expected something to happen, when what you didn't see coming comes your way, it is absolutely natural to be afraid. When you feel exposed, when you feel frustrated, when you feel like you blew it, the first thing that happens is fear. Can I share a fear with you guys? That moment with the kids, it was supposed to end with snow falling from the ceiling on the kids. (laughs) And I forgot that. And as soon as I went backstage, I threw my stuff down because I was frustrated about forgetting it. And you know what happened in that moment? Fear. Because I said, what are you doing? You can't even remember that. None of you knew that was going to happen. None of you would have known if I hadn't told you that. But guess what I felt? Fear. Because I made a mistake. Did you know that the most repeated command in the Bible is these words? Do not be afraid. It's the thing we hear most often. Because it's the thing we struggle with the most. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for 50 years or you're waiting for lightning to strike this building because you're in church. Fear is what we all have in common. And we have lots of fears. I made another list. We're afraid of finances, not having enough money or losing the money we have. Never getting pregnant, never being able to have a child. That relationship that's hanging by a thread, it ending in divorce. Death. Failure. The future of your family. Not being enough not measuring up, or maybe something else. All of us have fears. And I believe that God brought you here tonight. And I believe that God sent me here tonight. Not to forget the cue on the snow, but to tell you something. And what God sent me here to tell you is this. When Jesus is present, we no longer need to be afraid. Now notice the way I wrote that. I didn't say when Jesus is present, we are no longer afraid because some of you have been following Jesus for a long time and you still feel afraid. But the reason for you to be afraid is no longer there. You don't need to be afraid because he has come near. In Luke chapter 2, that passage with the angels, the angels said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Some of you, what you long for most is peace. And you keep waiting for peace to come when all your problems leave. And you have misunderstood peace. Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God with you in your problems. And what changes your experience is not when your problems go away. Because none of us are going to experience a problem-free future. But tonight, your future can change because you can connect with God in the midst of your problems And peace can enter in that place. 
The most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The good news of Christmas is not that all of a sudden you're going to leave tonight and all the problems that were there before you got here are gone. They're still there. Some of them are going to leave with you because they're the people that you came with, that are the source of the, <laughs> the problems and the challenges. But just as wonder is not based upon your experience, it's based upon your perspective, peace is not based upon your experience. It's based upon the presence of God with you. And that's why Christmas is good news. Because in the midst of whatever you're facing today, you can have hope. You can have peace because God has come into this world and you are not alone. You are loved. You are not alone. You are loved. And God chose to come near you so that you don't have to live in fear anymore. One of my favorite things about Christmas is Christmas movies. You have them, the ones you watch every year. You have the ones that you like and the ones that you hate. We're not going to fight over them tonight. We're not going to fight over whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. You can do that on Facebook. But one of the movies we often watch in my house is a Charlie Brown Christmas. And it's Snoopy and Charlie and Lucy and this guy, Linus. And Linus has some fear issues. His blanket is a sign of that. And in this clip, Linus shares with us what Christmas is all about. <laughs> I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I'm not sure if you noticed what happened there in that clip but he dropped his blanket. I want you to watch it again and listen for the moment and what he says when he lays down that sign of fear in his life. Watch this again. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Here's the conviction I have. We all have a blanket. doesn't matter how much money you make doesn't matter how long or not long you've been a believer. It doesn't matter if you're a cynic and you think this is silly and cheesy. It doesn't mean if you're a true believer. We all have blankets and we all have fears. 
And the reason why Christmas is such a big deal, the reason why for 2,000 years across continents, centuries, kingdoms, and languages, Christmas continues to be celebrated, is that when Jesus is present, we no longer need to be afraid. And as long as there's been a humanity, and as long as there's going to be a humanity, there will be fear. But the good news is where you live, where you are, and where you are feeling fear today, Jesus has come near. And you don't need to be afraid. No matter what comes next, he's going to be with you. No matter what curveball comes your way, he will be there. And because of that, you don't need to be afraid. When you walked in, you got this bulletin. And I want you to pull it out right now. Everybody who got one of these when you came in, I'd encourage you to pull it out right now. Uh, On the back, right above the little Facebook sign, it's hard to miss, is a sentence. And tonight, we're going to invite you to finish that sentence yourself. This is the part of the message that requires you. There's a sentence there, and it says this. It says, tonight, I'm choosing to lay down my fear of, and there's a blank. Tonight, the invitation for you is to name your blanket. It's to name your fear. It's to identify where is that place where you need the message of Christmas. Where is that place that you carried in something with you that was invisible to everybody but you? And what is it this Christmas that you might leave behind because Jesus has come? I'm going to invite you right now to fill out that blank. And uh, I think I brought a pen with me somewhere in here. Can I borrow your pen right here? Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm going to give you a chance to fill yours out while I fill mine out. Thank you very much. Christmas doesn't change the world when it stays in theory and song. It changes the world when it becomes something that we take hold of, something we cling to, something we make our own. And so tonight, I'm offering you an invitation to, like Linus, to drop your blanket. Not because what you're going to go to is different, but because you are different. Because God has come near you, and you're not the same. Would you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for bringing everybody who's here tonight. Thank you for bringing everybody who's tuned in online tonight. I thank you for bringing them through everything they've came through to be here. And I thank you for the places where you're coming near to them. I pray that you would give them the strength and the grace to trust you with their fears. To give those to you. No matter how closely they've held them or how long they've carried them. And I pray that even right now you would begin to fill their hearts with peace. With your presence. God, some of us have given you our lives a long time ago. And tonight is the opportunity to give you something new, this place of fear. But for some of us tonight is an opportunity to give something to you for the very first time. 
God, there's some of us here tonight who have never put our trust in you, have never believed in you. We're like Peter and Edmund. We're struggling to believe. We've got questions and doubts, but it's hard to deny that you're real and we can feel you near. And so if tonight you have never trusted Jesus with anything, but you're ready to for the first time, if you've got a fear and you're ready to surrender it and along with it a lot more, if you're ready to experience the joy of Christmas for the very first time because you're ready to accept Jesus into your life, then I would be remiss to not give you that opportunity tonight. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. I'd love to give you an opportunity to accept the best gift you've ever been offered. The gift of a second chance and a fresh start. So if that's you, I'd love to know who it is that I'm praying for and praying with. And so if that's you, would you raise your hand right now? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for raising those hands. I'm just going to lead a short prayer right now. God, I am afraid. I'm broken. And I'm in need. God, I'm scared to trust you because I don't know what you're going to do. But I'm tired of carrying this fear. I'm tired of trying to be in control. And I'm tired of carrying this blanket. So I give my life to you. I give this fear to you. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. I need a second chance. Please forgive me. Please come near me. I need you so much right now. God, thank you for coming near to me. In Jesus' name we pray. If you prayed that prayer right now, I know that we're in a celebrative mood. Would you stand up right now if you prayed that prayer and invited Jesus into your life? We'd love to celebrate with you. Anybody in the room? prayer or you stood up, we'd encourage you to take that card out and mark on there that you gave your life to Jesus tonight. Also, if you're a first-time guest, if you would fill out that card and just tear it off. Everybody who made a decision, everybody's here for the first time, we want to drop you a note this week. In a minute, there's a white bucket that's going to pass you by. We'd encourage you to put your card in there while we sing one of the most special songs of this year called Silent Night. And after that's done, we'll be right back out there for an amazing finish. Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com.